0: Hello, 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 and welcome to Stuff They Should Have Taught You In School, narrated by me, Monsui. Firstly, I just want to say thanks to all new and existing listeners. I hope you get some benefit out of my podcast. And also, just a reminder, this is done in one take, so there will be the ums and ahs and, and a little bit of slip-ups here and there, but that's okay. Uh, right, so, have you ever... Felt like there's just not enough time in the day. Your work, social, family obligations all eating away at your time and even if you got up earlier or go to bed later there's just still isn't enough time. Well this episode will hopefully help you free up some time. There are a couple of steps we need to go through before we can get into the actual tips and tricks uh, but these steps are, are essential and in just doing these things you may uh, well will end up with 2-3 hours, 2-3 extra hours in the day uh, but of course that time was always there we just need to learn how to utilise it and manage it efficiently and properly and use it to our best advantage because time management is really just organisation of the life time management is like organising your life to do what you want the first thing to do is a time lock so you start with a fresh piece of paper a4 paper whatever and along the margin line uh, you just write time intervals from when you wake up to when you go to sleep in half hour or hourly intervals so for example you wake up at 7 a.m so along the margin you'll put 7 then seven thirty, then 8 then 8 30 um, so like 7 a.m on one line and then just below that you'd write seven thirty. Then below that one you'd write eight. Below that one you'd write eight thirty, and so on, so on, so on. Um, you can do this in half hours, or you can do it in hourly intervals, or fifteen minute intervals. It's up to you. But at each of these time intervals, have a little timer or something that goes off, and just write down what you're doing at that time. And this will help you realise where your time is actually going by doing a time log. So most people don't realise that they're actually wasting. 2-3 hours of the day on social media, on facebook, watching tv or, or whatever your poison, you know pick your poison, everyone does this, I do it and, and you know don't think I'm perfect because I'm far from it but I do endeavour to constantly learn and improve and become better in what I do, everyone will waste a bit of time here and there uh, but this is about really seeing, physically seeing where your time goes. Um, on, you know, on a piece of paper so you can actually see it outside of yourself you can see where that time is going um, and then you can try reducing fun or quote unquote fun things like TV and phone time to an appropriately low amount of time every day um, for example, while you're on your lunch break in- instead of checking your phone throughout the day uh, how about you just say okay you know, I'm going to scroll through Instagram and Facebook and um, Twitter and whatever in 15 minute chunks four times a day. So, the first time, maybe, I'm going to do it. You know, I get into work, I have my first coffee break, maybe what, 11 o'clock? I'll spend 15 minutes on my phone in that coffee break. Then I have my lunch, maybe 2 o'clock. I spend 15 minutes on my phone there. On my way from home on the train, maybe I'll spend 15 minutes on there. And uh, when I get get home, uh, while I'm watching TV and and winding down, and then then it's just an hour. Whereas most people are spending three, four hours a day on Facebook and Instagram. And it's addicting. The algorithms there are working hard. They're working really hard to keep you hooked. But if you imagine if you halved that three four hours, and you only spent, and then you took that time that you've saved and you spent that time reading, or educating yourself, or starting a business, or learning how to invest, how more, how much more of a well-rounded per, person or human uh, do you think you'd be after three months, after six months, after twelve months? You probably would have read ten books in that year compared to the average one. I don't know, less than one. What is the average? probably less than one book a year right because as I've said before we were forced to read in school and um, a lot of people didn't find the enjoyment out of it because we were forced to read things that really don't tickle our fancy so we put off learning but if you could get yourself back into it and and this is probably why the average is less than one one I I don't know what it is but I'm assuming here that it's, it's quite low uh, is, is the bottom line really but if you could read five books a year ten books a year you'd you'd accelerate so so anyway that was the first first step to recap you just do a time log every uh, regular intervals, you write down exactly what you're doing just to see where your time is going the second step is to break down all the tasks you have to do and write everything down on a piece of paper get a blank piece of paper write everything down and then we start prioritizing it so preferably in different colours, if if you, if, you um, if that helps. I sometimes do it uh, in different colours. So for for uh, each task that is absolutely essential to do, put an A next to it as first priority. Um, B is your second priority. C is your sec- is your third priority, and then you have D and E, and they stand for delegate and eliminate respectively. So in this exercise we are essentially trying to um get absolutely clear what we absolutely have to do and what we can get rid of for outsource uh for example things like housework could be outsourced for 10 pound an hour so it really comes down to how much you value your time because right I can, I can easily spend an hour a day doing my housework the dishwasher the clothes the hoovering everything um but you have to think okay instead of spending that hour or two hours doing housework there's various costs associated with this right so there's the opportunity cost which is what we're trying to so you've got you've got opportunity cost you've got the actual time cost or how, how you value your time uh, you have the overhead cost and uh, if you have to travel then obviously you have the travel cost but with um, Housework, there's, there's not, there's no such thing because you're already at home, assuming you are. Um, so really, when we outsource housework, things like housework, we are freeing up that opportunity cost, and it's what, what could you, instead of spending an hour doing the clothes or whatever, could that time go into something else? Could that time? Uh, go into educating yourself or looking at your market for starting a business or something like that so these kind of things you know you could outsource for low, low amounts of money it just depends on your priority so that, that is literally it so to recap that one we essentially write down everything we have to do and then we prioritise, prioritise it from A to C um and then we have d and e or each prior we put letters down a to e um in a is first priority and e is is um you know the lowest things you can do and anything that is a d and e you try and delegate that or eliminate it so you don't have to do that yourself and this will help you get a good idea of what the what your priorities are what actions you need to get done because a lot of people think, oh, I have to do this, and I have to do that, and I have to do this, and I, I felt that as well, but then when you actually, like, write it down, you think, okay, what's actually going to make a difference here? After shit, it's not going to make a difference. Or what's, what's actually going to accelerate you? What do you actually have to do? And the third step is to implement techniques, tips and tricks, or um, things that to get things done, um, tips and tricks and techniques to get things done faster. And I'm sure there are many, many out there, but I'll just touch on a few I use. Number one, batching. Group similar tasks together. So if you have to send out ten letters, do them all in one go. Use the learning curve to your advantage, and inevitably, letter number ten will be faster to write than uh, letter number one, because you're just getting into it at letter number one okay number two never pick up a task and put it down again and pick it up again and put it down if you if you constantly stop start tasks it'll take you maybe five times as long if you follow a task through to the end and only take breaks if necessary maybe every one and a half hours or every two hours then you'll get into what is called a flow state you actually start getting into the task you will work more efficiently and faster by continuing on the task. One of the worst things you can do in the world of time manager, in in the world of time management, sorry, is to put down a task, then pick it up again, then put it down and pick it up, then put it down and pick it up. And each time, maybe you're working half an hour or so, and you're barely really getting into, barely touching the work. It'll take you a whole day to do something that normally takes you one two hours. Okay, number three, do hard or more important tasks first. So doing the more important tasks, oh, makes sense, but why would you do the harder ones first? Well, it's just simply to give you the confidence and the momentum yeah, for that day uh, you will have in your mind. You know, that's the hardest task I've done. The, the thing I've, I've hated the most, I've gone straight into it at the very beginning of the day, and I've absolutely obliterated it. And now everything just gets easy. Number four, get rid of distractions. So uh, this is a bit similar to picking and putting down tasks. Uh, you want to get into flow state, and phone calls, messages, that they will steal that flow state away from you. Um, I've just realised that I was been talking about flow state, and I, I haven't actually explained what that is. Um, so flow state is also referred to as being in the zone. So basically when you are doing something that maybe not even you necessarily enjoy you stick with it you start to get into it you might have felt this before you kind of lose track of time a little bit and you're you know in the zone well this is one of the most productive states and you can use it to your advantage it usually takes about 20 to 30 minutes to get into the state so get into the task you're doing But, you know, distractions, they will take that away from you. And then it will take you another 20, 30 minutes to get back into it. And you are just way, 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 way more productive in flow state. Um, Number five, move your body. Get a bit of flood, not a bit of flood. Get a bit of blood flowing to the brain. And I think that is fairly self-explanatory. You know, the brain is a muscle at the end of the day. It needs oxygen. Move your body, get your blood going to your oxygen, uh, to your head. Move around, and um, and that, that's what you need. Really, you need to be. This is part of being healthy as well as um, number six. Schedule and plan your day. Take the day, when you wake up, what you need to do is you just basically need to look at this day and you need to be like, right, I'm going to grab this day by the balls, otherwise it's just going to escape you. You'll wonder where all that time went. If you do not plan and actually just take control, grab it by the balls and just take control of the day, you say to that day, right, this, you, these upcoming 10, 12 hours of time when when I'm actually awake, I um, will... I will get everything I need to get done and more and I will have 3-4 hours at the end of the day just to chill because I would have grabbed it right at the beginning I would be like yeah these are the things I need to do and I will smash them out. Number 7. Figure out when your peak energy times are. So we all operate on cycles. At certain parts of the day we have more energy and at others we have less energy. Uh, for most people, after lunch, they get into a slump, maybe 3 or 4 p.m. Carb coma or whatever whatever you want to call it. Um, but do not do your highest priority task when you're in the slump. Do it when you have your peak energy levels. Now, realising this may require a bit of self-awareness and monitoring how you feel. You could even do this alongside your time log. And at every hour or half an hour interval, you can say, OK, how do I feel in terms of energy? On a scale of 1 to 10, do I feel like I, I can't be involved with shit or am, am I ready to take on things? So, for me personally, um, about 1-2 hours after I wake up, I'm in my best state and I can be in that good state until about 4 o'clock. Uh, some people, uh, they get into a good state in the evening, you know, after 10pm and some people work 10-2am, to 2 AM. it just depends on person to person. where's where's the peak energy time, and do not ever do your highest priority tasks when you are in a slump or in your low energy time, always do them when you're in peak energy time. And um, I think that, well, I've said quite a few things here today and I think that uh, there's de- that's definitely not all of it but I think it will keep you plenty busy um, th- sorry I think it will keep you plenty busy all the things I've just said uh, but actually it should not actually keep you plenty busy should it? it should actually free up some of your time and do the opposite but uh, I think that I might do a part 2 to this episode um, we'll see there's definitely a lot more techniques out there that I use myself as well, Um, anyway, let's summarise what we've gone through, before we even uh, get into the techniques, we first need to log where our time goes, so remember that time log, Uh, so we're writing down hourly or half an hour intervals and writing down just where our time goes. Uh, The second step is to figure out what your priorities are, write down all of your things to do and rank them, A, B, C, D, E. Uh, A is first priority, D stands for eliminate, E stands for, um, oh D stands for delegate, E stands for eliminate, and uh, try and eliminate or delegate as much as possible. The third step is to use these techniques, so let's go through these quickly, Um, just just to recap. Right, number one, batch similar tasks together. Number two, do not start and stop tasks. Do not start, stop, start, stop. Uh, number three, do hard or, mo- more, or the most important task first. Number four, get rid of distractions. Number five, move your uh, body. I think it was Jim Quick that says, what is it? Something about something energy flows or move your body energy flows. Or something? I can't remember. Maybe I'll say it in, the next, in part two. Uh, anyway, number five was move your body. Number six, schedule and plan your day or week or month. And number seven is figure out your peak energy times and do highest priority or hardest tasks at these peak energy times. I hope that these have been helpful for you, and I and I do hope um, you've enjoyed listening and, and you've you've taken something away from here today, but. I think I will do it part two, as there are there is some more to this, but um, I may even put in exactly what I did, and how I found it, and what I rewrite before, and how it is now. Um, please email me if, if that's something that you may be interested in, and, and I can do that. Um, thanks again. You have been listening to Stuff That They Should Have Taught You In School, and I'm your host, Monceau. Remember I do take topic requests, so please email me at monsui at iCloud.com. That's M-O-N-S-U-I at iCloud.com. That email is always also in the show notes. If you don't have time to write it down or whatever, always go back, pick up that email and in, in the show notes and just drop me an email. Tell me what you want to listen to, what you would what maybe uh, you want to learn or what whatever. Alright. Thanks. Have a good day, evening, uh, weekend, whatever the time is that you're listening to this.